Amen? But tonight, I told you last Wednesday or whenever, the, sometime I told you, one of the last couple of Wednesdays, I told you that for the rest of the year, just going to have different messages that God puts on my heart this during the week about what he wants ministered. And so tonight, the title of my message is Humility. Humility. Um, there was a time in, in my walk with God, because I didn't understand humility, that, that if I would have heard a title like that, it would have, I would have not liked it. It would have made me a little nervous, uncomfortable, or whatever. But actually, humility, when it's understood, is the power that liberates us. It causes us to, to go higher and accomplish great things in life when we understand what real humility is about. And so, I'm just going to look at what the Word says regarding humility in, in a number of different passages. Turn to 1 Peter. Um, actually, I want to look at, before I go to 1 Peter, I want to look at something else. Um Let's look at Proverbs first. Proverbs 11. And verse 2. When pride comes, then comes shame. But with the humble is wisdom. When pride comes, there comes shame. So there's something that comes with pride. And we're going to define humility and pride in a moment and, and look at a couple of definitions about it in regards to it. But, but so something comes when we operate in pride. And, and, and what comes with it is shame. And I don't know about you, but I, I don't want to live a shameful life. I don't want to walk around having shame on me and and there's almost a, there's a, there's a filthiness about shame that, that comes from your thinking and it causes you to feel filthy or wrong. And, and then people's reactions to shame as a result of pride a lot of times are different and everybody's are different, but many people go inward or other people go outward and they're ugly and they're, and they're angry and they're mad and they treat people in certain ways with, with pride. So with pride comes shame. But it says here, with humility, but with the humble is wisdom. And we've defined and taught many times through the years that, that the wisdom of God is actually the Word of God in the form of revelation. I'm going to say it again. The wisdom of God is actually the Word of God in revelation form. It's one thing to know the Word in your head, but it's another thing to know the Word experientially because you're a doer of it and you put it to work. And when you put the Word to work and it becomes revelation in your life, it produces wisdom to be able to do something with the Word. It's one thing to know the Word, but what do we do with the Word? How do we become doers of the Word? Well, humility produces 
that revelation in our lives. Humility does. Look at um, Proverbs 22. Proverbs 22 and 4. By humility and the fear of the Lord, watch this, everybody seeing it? Number one, from a place of humility and fearing God are riches and honor and life. Everybody say, humility is a good thing. <laughs> you just have to understand it. <laughs> Amen. Riches and honor and life. If you had a hundred people lined up, like say right here, you had a hundred people, and you ask a hundred people, are they humble? What do you think most people's response would be? Yeah, for the most part, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty humble. I mean, I, you know. Well, that, <laughs> that makes evident <laughs> the lack of humility in saying that you're humble. Think about that for a minute. But we're going to define humility in a moment, so we're going to, I believe what, what I'm going to, when I, when I say this, it's not, it doesn't mean that you haven't heard this before, maybe you didn't know this, but what I'm going to say in a moment is going to take you from a place of not understanding maybe humility and realizing that humility starts with you and how humility starts with us. We'll, and we're, we're going to talk about that in a moment. Um, humility produces power for healing, for prosperity, for peace, for joy, for patience, for whatever it is that you need. Humility produces the power for those things. There are a lot of things in life, even tonight, as you're sitting here tonight, there's a number of things that you might need. Some of the things I just mentioned right there. You, you may need peace. You might need healing in a certain area of your life. Humility produces the power for those things to operate in us. So the question is, and, and you know, when we, when, when we preach the word, we don't, we don't just preach the knowledge of the word, but what has to be preached through messages and series is the how-to to accomplish what is, the Bible says is available. He said riches and honor and life come from a life of humility. So if that's available, then you and I have a right to that. And in other words, that's God's will for you to live in riches and honor and life. 
So to tap that, we have to really understand humility. So, so some people might think that humility would be as a result of something, you know, you, you know well, you know, I, I haven't had much in life, so I've lived this humble life. Well, that's not necessarily the definition of what humble or humility is if you've not had enough in life. That's just a life of not having enough. That's not necessarily a life of humility. Well, you know, I've just chosen to go this, this path right here, and I didn't choose to go in this direction like of the world or the world's ways. That's not necessarily humility. It's a choice to walk a certain path in life. And I'm not saying that's not commendable or whatever. But it's not necessarily humble. And you and I need to understand in life what real humility and, and what being humble really is so that we can live in the fullness that he's talking about right here in riches and honor in life. We can live a life where we are free of shame and guilt, and bitterness, and unforgiveness, and all of those things. And a life of humility will, will produce that. And man, I'm telling you, the Bible is so clear, and we don't have a lot of time to get into a lot of things regarding this, but we're going to touch a few scriptures. 1 Peter 5, <clears throat> and verse 5. 1 Peter 5 and 5. I love the word. Everybody say, thank God for the word. Wow, thank God for the word. Verse 5, 1 Peter. 1 Peter 5 and 5. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, let God humble you. Is that what it said? Therefore what? Humble yourself. Humble yourself. So, what does that mean? That means that humility is a choice. Is that right? To walk in humility is a choice in your life. To be humble is a choice. He didn't say here... Therefore, let God humble you or let someone else or let circumstances in life. No, it said you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he may, he may exalt you in due time so that he can exalt you. And, and look at the next couple of verses. Casting all your care upon him before he cares for you, be sober and vigilant because your adversary, the devil, he walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brethren in the world. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you've suffered a while, will perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. So in other words, choosing to be humble will cause you to be settled in life. Settled, confident, assured, on top and not underneath. Living the high life with God. Wherever He is, whatever He says is for you is where you are. 
When you walk and you choose humility, then you come to a place in life where your life becomes settled. Faith arises in your life. You begin to rise up in the faith of God. And as you rise up in the faith of God, you resist the devil. And what does he do? He flees. Let's go to James 4. This actually pretty much says the exact same thing. James 4 and verse 6. But he gives more grace. Notice the passage there, what we focused on is that you humble yourself. James 4, I want to focus on another thing. And he says here, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. When I... When I choose to humble myself, that humility is a result of the grace of God working on my behalf. You remember, um, <clears throat> we talked about in, in our series on Sunday in the month of November, we talked about what the grace of God produces. And that the grace of God, there was a number of things that we talked about that grace would cause us to do, to overcome. So right here, what we're seeing in the Scripture is that when a person has received the grace of God, he, it, the Bible says right here, he gives grace to who? The ones who have chosen to be humble and to walk in humility. When you and I choose humility, we choose to walk in true humility. And in walking in humility... The grace of God and the power that the grace of God yields or, or, or it wields and, and, and you and I empower a situation with the grace of God. It's because of the choice we've made to walk in humility. I'm going to say this again. But he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and the devil will flee. The devil flees from the humble. The devil flees from the humble who walk in the grace of God, who are the recipients of the grace of God, who, who are empowered with the grace of God, who allow grace to cause them to overcome shame and unforgiveness and difficulties and, and the lack of peace and sickness and disease and poverty and everything else. That's what humility, the choice of humility and the choice of humbling yourself under the mighty hand of God and casting every care upon him and then doing what he tells you to do is what causes everything in life to line up. Because humility produces what? It produces in you and I long life. It produces the peace. It produces joy produces everything that is the nature of God. Because I'm, not, I'm saying I can't do it myself, but I acknowledge the fact that what I do and what I accomplish in life will be done through my acknowledging God's greatness. Can you say amen? <clears throat> First Corinthians 1. So I want to look at, just, a, just as a reminder, a few of the verses that we looked at when we were in that grace series just about the grace of God. 
He gives grace to those who choose humility. Verse 4, I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God which was given to you by Christ Jesus, that you were enriched in everything by him in all utterance and all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that you come short in no gift, eagerly waiting for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ, that we come up short in nothing, not in any gift, not in anything that we have a desire to accomplish. We come up short in nothing. Why? Because of the grace of God. And where is the grace of God? It's given to those who humble themselves under the mighty hand of God. The grace of God is given. And the grace of God empowers people, individual people, who choose humility. Now, the word... Humility or, or the word humble, they're, they're, they're both the same word and the same meaning. And the word humility means to go low. It, it, the, the word humility means for me to choose to take the low road instead of the high road. To go low is a choice in life. And many times the choices that you and I make in life with people that we come in contact with, many times going the low road is not the popular road. It's not the popular choice. But God is desiring for us to choose the low road and not the high road. And the high road in life, the high road is always a road where I'm high in my own estimations. I, I, I'm high in, in who I think and who I feel that I am individually. That I think that my way and my thoughts and what I think are more important than what God's ways are. And that's, that right there is where it all boils down to truth. That's where you and I have to come to a place where we purpose and realize how vitally important it is that we understand that my way will never amount to anything apart from God's way. Ever. No matter what. It'll never amount to anything. My way will never amount to anything apart from God's way. So I have to choose when my way seems to be in the forefront and I want to demand my way with another person, another situation. Because, listen, all these things that we talk about, that we preach about, they're all things that you relate to others in, in relationship with. Whether they're friends or families, their husband-wife relationship, parent-children relationship, mother-father relationship. It, whatever, whatever relationships that we find ourselves in, there's God's way, and then there's a way... That, you're, that you will take apart from God if you don't humble yourself. Notice the scripture says he gives great grace, in other words, empowerment. He gives great grace to those who choose to take the low road. And the low road has to be chosen every single time you encounter a situation where a higher road wants to take place. 
Now, who would be our best example of humility in the Bible? Uh, Jesus. Okay. <clears throat> Matthew 11. And look at this. Matthew 11. And verse 29. Matthew 11 and verse just going to wait a second. Okay, Matthew 11 and verse 29. Now, get your mind wrapped around this because it's really, really, really important. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Verse 29, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly, everybody say lowly, in heart. Not lowly in life, but lowly in heart. Listen to me. You can be strong and bold and meek. You can be, I mean, when you look at the life of Jesus, I mean, he, he dealt with some people and some demons. Huh? I mean, he dealt with some devils. And, and he, he, there wasn't a meekness that came out of him when he was dealing with the devil. Mm -mm. But listen, the devil is not people. Now, the devil can possess people, but the devil is not people. We wrestle not with flesh and blood, but principalities, powers, and rulers of the darkness. Yes? The devil is not people. And time and time again, we saw Jesus in his boldness, you know, his strength, and yet his meekness. He was meek, and he was lowly of heart. He said, he said in verse 29, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly of heart. That word lowly there is humble. He was humble of heart. You and I have to learn humility through the life of Jesus. Now, the Bible says, and this was very, very clear, that Jesus, when he had the opportunity to think of himself and take the high road, the Bible says that Jesus could have called legions of angels in to destroy all of those that were against him. All of humanity, everybody forsook him and left him. All of humanity at one point was against him. The Bible's clear to us, he could have called legions of angels and wiped out all those people that were against him. And then he could have lived for what purpose? 
No purpose. Because he was only born for one reason. He was born to die. Amen? To die for all of humanity that ever lived or ever will live. He chose the low road when his flesh was thinking the high road. God, Father, if there's any other way, not my will, but yours be done. So in that moment, in the garden, in that moment, his will and the Father's will were not the same. Did the Father make him choose the low road? Absolutely not. He chose you. He chose, he saw you and, you and I, he saw all of mankind, and he chose mankind, not himself. That's how he took the low road. He said, he said, I'm meek and I'm lowly of heart. Learn, learn from that. Learn from that experience right there. And you'll, you'll be great in life. Because Proverbs said that humility produces riches and honor and life. Amen? Riches, honor, and life. Another story, there's lots of stories, but I'll just use this one. Other story in the, in, in the New Testament would be one that is the story of the prodigal son. And the father in that situation, in the story of the prodigal son, is our heavenly father and his heart. And that son deserved what? He deserved judgment. He deserved to be a slave. He deserved to live with the pigs for the rest of his life. But the father had already forgiven him. Amen? Because of what was established in the father's heart. And it wasn't the will of anybody else that tried to influence the father because there were other wills. His oldest son had a different will. And no one else's will influenced the father to make the choice for the prodigal. And you know who the prodigal is? All of us. We're all the prodigal. I'm telling you today, you think, well, you know, I, I, I didn't go off and come. Yeah, yeah, you, 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 were, you were helpless and without hope, and Jesus saved you. Amen? We're all the prodigal. God didn't choose to allow Jesus to annihilate mankind. He could have just annihilated mankind when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. Forget this bunch. We'll start over. Huh? Let's just, let's, let's, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost could have come up with the idea or the thought that we're just going to annihilate Adam and Eve because of what they've done in the garden here, and we'll start over. But he didn't. God so loved that he gave the best of heaven that you and I would be liberated and free. Amen? And it's that attitude and that humility and that nature that God wants living and residing on the inside of you and I. And that's why we have to learn from those examples. You and I have to be able to take the Word of God, process it, and break it down to individual situations to realize and understand what it means to go low and not high. And then what it means to be able to be strong and bold and yet meek. We have to break it down on a day-to-day -day basis, situation to situation. 
I mean, how many times can you hear a message like this and then walk away from it and be have a situation that you're struggling with and say to yourself, okay, I heard what pastor said, but what do I do in this situation? Thank God we have the Holy Ghost who's our teacher, the one that will reveal that to us. You can ask me. Ask me about the situation. Ask someone that, that you know that, that will give you a straight answer, not just tell you what you want to hear. Never find yourself centered and, and, and encompassed about by people that are just going to tell you what you want to hear. You want the truth. Amen? I want the truth about everything. Because the truth will set you free just listening to things and tolerating things and never understanding about how to go low. Notice, the going low isn't God forcing you low. The going low is you choosing to go low. That's what humility is. It's Jesus, Jesus chose to go low. He chose to die for you and I. He chose to do that. Amen? And that's what you and I have to do every day. No, no, no. No, that's not even right. I'll, I'll back up. We get to do that every day. I don't have to do that. Nobody has to do anything. I'm privileged to have revelation from the Word. Revelation from the Word is wisdom, right? And, and the humble walk in wisdom. And, and because I walk in humility. Say, say this with me. I walk in humility. Okay? You're saying that about me. No, I'm dead. No, we're, we're, we're all saying that together. We walk in humility. We, we don't want to be prideful and say we're humble and we don't need to make changes. No. But I'm declaring today, I am choosing every day of my life to walk humble, to take the low road and not the high road, to be strong and bold and, and courageous and have that fight in me, but yet I'm meek when I need to choose. God, the Father didn't force Jesus to make the choice. Well, he made it because he was the Son of God. That's a lie. That's an absolute lie. Jesus wasn't like the ever-ready bunny it was just programmed to do whatever he did on the earth, and he, he, he didn't have a choice. He could have chosen. That, that's what's mind-blowing. He could have chosen to annihilate us. I mean, I mean, just in the natural, did he deserve to choose to annihilate mankind for what they did to him? For what all of our sins did to him? For, for what the people that lived in that day did to him? What his own people did to him? How everybody forsook him? Did he have the right in the natural to do that? Man, if anybody did, he did. And he didn't choose that. And he had the choice. And he didn't choose. You know, so what that does is that empowers me to learn from him, his, his obedience and what he did and then as I do that, humility works for me and the grace of God works for me the same exact way. He died one time for all men that all men would live in the life of God. Not sick, not poor, not depressed, not without, but living in more than enough in every area of our life because of the heart of humility that we learn to possess every day.
Can you say amen? So, let me just end this with a couple of verses. Romans 5 and verse 15. But the free gift is not like the offense. For if the one man's offense, many died, that's Adam. Much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. Oh, watch this. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned, for the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation. But the free gift, which came from many offenses, resulted in justification. For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, they'll reign in life. See, that's what, see, the grace, if it's working, it was given and, 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 it, and it came in the form of revelation to you through you choosing to take the low road in times when God is saying, nah, don't demand your rights there. I don't care if you can. It doesn't matter what anybody else did. Listen, the greatest revel- one of the greatest revelations you can ever get is that your life is determined by your choices, not the choices other people make. I'm going to say it again. Your life and the direction that your life goes is made on, the determine, uh, on what you determine to do, not what others do to you. So there are times when people do things to you that you could take the high road and be offended and hold on to that thing or choose to go low. And, and what, all the things that we've just read, what happens when you go low? Life, riches, honor, wealth, health, deliverance, peace, joy. When you go low, all these other things begin to happen. And and the more I go low, the easier it is to go low when I need to go low. When I need to stand strong, when I need to do, listen, and it's not, it's not going low is a weak time and then standing strong is a strong time. Both are strong. I don't know about you, but man, when I have to choose to go low, when my flesh wants to stay high, I need great faith in operation. Whoever said going low is easy, it's not. But what Jesus Christ did was he taught us how to be humble and take God's road and his way and go low instead of demanding what he could have. Now, you and I don't have to demand anything in life. Actually, the less I demand and the less I force and the less I try to make happen in life, the better off I am. Last verse, 1 Corinthians 15. And verse 9. For I am, Paul's saying this about himself, for I am the least of the apostles who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. 
But. Everybody say, but. but. Amen? Thank God for the buts in the Bible. Mm, mm, mm. Where would we be without the buts? But, by the grace of God, I am what I am. And watch this. And grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored, I labored, watch what he said, I labored more abundantly than they all, yet it wasn't me, it wasn't my labor, but the grace of God which was with me. So the grace labored. Did you hear what he said? He said, grace labored for me. Why? Because he humbled himself. Listen, you're not going to see the grace of God in manifestation without humility. I'm going to say it one more time, just like that. Get this in your head. You will not see everything that grace produces in life without humility. Because he gives grace to the humble. And remember, you can be strong, you can be courageous, you can be bold, and yet meek. When it's time to choose the low road, you choose it. And there's only one person that can correctly direct you in when to take the low road, and that's the Holy Ghost. Most of the time, people... Because see, when, when you're going to take the low road in something... When you take the low road, it's because a lot of times it appears like you've been done wrong. And most people are going to tell you, it's okay, darling. You know, just, you worked really hard and you did all you needed to do and it's going to be okay. Just, you know, you know, they shouldn't have done that to you. Those idiots. Hmm? That's what we do. And that's why only the Holy Ghost can give you this real direct answer about what you need to do in a situation. And you know what? You can't even judge what someone else did. You can glean from other people, but you can't take what someone else did and go low because they did. Because that not, may not be right. You know what? You know what? When you go low and you're not supposed to, Sometimes you can enable other people to get away with things. But when your motive is, they're not going to get away with that. No, that's the time to go low. See, because you're laboring, not the grace. See, grace will tell you, I feel so bad. I feel so bad for them. Oh, I feel so bad. I just dropped my Bible. I feel so bad for them. And I, and I, I don't, you know, I need to help them. And do, no, a lot of times you enable people. But it's when you want them to pay. Mm -mm. That's not the heart of Jesus. Every time you want someone else to pay, it's not Jesus. Should you have come tonight? <laughs> but all we're talking about is victory. Amen? I mean, if, if what I just said, if what I just told you right there, if that's true, think of the victory. If every single time you don't 
react to somebody that deserves in your natural mind to get what they did. And you back off. And you take the low road. Everything and tons more that we didn't even talk about tonight is what belongs to you. I mean, just start with riches, honor, and life. How many like riches? Okay, I mean, if you don't raise your hand, we'll cast lying devils out of you. Who wants to be poor? We want to be rich, right? God created us to be rich, to be, to, 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 to be a blessing, okay? But if life is about being rich, wrong motive. Life is about forgiving. Amen? And choosing to go low so that you can go high. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. He will exalt you when? When you can handle it. Don't forget it. Father.